Welcome to Eurovision Queens! Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Andy, and I'm saving all my kisses for you. And I'm Ryan, and my spirit is in the sky. Wow, is it? Yeah. Excellent. This is a rather special episode of Eurovision Queens, a bonus special episode. Our first ever bonus episode. Yes. So more Eurovision Queens in your ears. (laughs) What more could you want? We have a special guest. We have an extra queen with us. An extra queen. She is a queen in my life. She is none other than my sister, Alex. Hello, and welcome to World Nothing Time. (laughs) Slight crossover moment (laughs) for fans of both podcasts. I'm sure there is quite a cross-section of society (laughs) that fits in with the Doctor Who stroke Eurovision fandom world. Just you. (laughs) Just me. (laughs) Is it just me? I think so. Write in and tell us. All postcards to Wood Lane BBC TV (laughs) Centre. Yes, so usually we have seven different songs based on seven different categories. There's all that time-locked business and all that stuff you tune in for every two weeks. But I guess because it's like a Doctor Who takeover, it's all gone timey-wimey weirdness and wrong. It has. It's yes. still still seven categories, but the categories are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> the categories are things that Alex can remember. Woo! <laughs> Alex can remember seven songs, therefore she wins. Yes. In these special bonus episodes of the podcast, we'll be interviewing someone, either a celebrity, not this episode. Wow. Oh. <laughs> podcast celebrity. Podcast celebrity. Yeah, fucking hell, I fans me. <laughs> fans. Or... Just a common or garden member of the public. Or someone with a lot of fans. Yeah. Someone, someone who could make us homeless tonight. So, oh, good point. <laughs> so, without any further ado, before we get into all of that business, it's time for that familiar anthem. So, hi. I'm thrilled that you're here. Are the, you? The, f- <laughs> the first thing I want to ask you is, what is your earliest Eurovision memory? This isn't a song choice, don't worry. Good. This is not a song choice because you might have hated it. You might have been, this is something that put you off Eurovision to begin with. I okay. don't know. Well, prior to this, I was told, don't do research. <laughs> so boy, did I follow that brief. Um, my earliest memory is... Us going to Grandma and Grandad's house in... Nice Grandma and Grandad or horrible Grandma and Grandad? Nice. Slaty for Dillian Estate. Okay. And we missed... We recorded one on the TV and it didn't record very well. The timer was very confusing. (gasps) And the winner... this might be one I've never seen, yes. But the winner was something awful. It was like two men and a piano. 
and I have no idea. Like, it was quite countryish, and I remember hating it. Oh. Um, we did hear it in the end. But yeah, it was just disappointing. And yeah, I remember feeling like the whole thing, the setup of having set something to record was a pretty big deal for us. <laughs> but the fact that it didn't work out. I think this is a conflated memory. It could even <laughs> as many of my because memories Because I think are. the one we missed was 1990. Okay. Because that's the only one I ever remember missing from okay. like 76 onwards. I think you're thinking of 94, which was Charlie McGettigan and someone else Edmonton, <laughs> Paul Harrington, which was Rock and Roll Kids, which we actually watched with Reg and Sally. And that was <laughs> Two Men and a Piano. Good. But the one we're forgetting, and I'm really glad we missed it because it's awful, was the year that that guy won who presented for Oof. the Italian contest <laughs> in 1991. Yes, that. That was the memory. So it's the 1990 contest that neither of us saw because Plus it didn't the 94 one. It's all there. <laughs> no, we saw that one, sweetie. Yeah, Combine yeah, the it's two still traumas a memory. together. It's still a memory. <laughs> it's still a memory. It counts, Ryan. Don't okay. be so hard on her. God, she's a guest. Know that. We could be out on the streets if she doesn't want us to be here, as I pointed out earlier. So, that's your earliest memory covered. Good. What is the first choice you would like to put forward to us? Right. I'd like to take you back. I'd like to take you back (laughs) to a time in our lives where I had lived in Canada, lived in Turkey, and finally found a home with you in Oxford, and starting to find some semblance of humanity, and... And then you watched Eurovision. (laughs) And then we were having parties. It was quite... I think there's something that people don't realise is that you don't have parties until you have a life that allows for parties. When you're so much on the edge and you're kind of living on the streets kind of thing, parties aren't really a thing. But yeah, when harder. you Yeah, but we actually had a normal a normal enough life so that we could have parties. And so the Eurovision parties began. We had someone come from all the different countries and well not all of them. That would have been a stretch. We had two but, finished. And though. we had yes we did. I remember they had the little flags on their food. They did. Um <laughs> and Pekka they were called yes <laughs> uh, yeah they were cool and so yes it was very exciting to be yeah to have a standard party with some and Juanita bought a terrible stew very awful Irish stew um, <laughs> we love you Juanita we love your Irish stews <laughs> I'm sure she's listening um, and yeah and we had to do the voting and for this one I out of the people there won About 12 people yes I won the voting I was the most accurate with my voting and the winner that night was Dana International and I predicted that you did and um, yeah so it has a special place in my heart so Dana International doing is it Cleopatra? no, no Diva it? Diva she sings it. Cleopatra ah, one of the words Diva see Alicia there to correct it there you go so do you know this song? yes <laughs> of course I know course this song really. everyone knows this song I just don't know what year it is so we're now going to listen to Dana International singing Diva for Israel in 1998 <laughs>
international with Diva. Indeed it was. Al, we watched that again just now, her yes. performance from 1938. <laughs> I was there. What did you think? <laughs> um, awful. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> really pitchy. Really, like, I thought even if the live performance is not sung brilliantly, at least she'll have stage presence and will excite us. But she's wearing a dirty dress. Define <laughs> a dirty dress. Define it was like grey and like it had just been in the wash so many times that it just... <laughs> I think it was silvery, had no, wasn't it? But it wasn't silvery or glittery, it was just dirty looking. <laughs> And the backing singers are wearing power suits with flats, like really nasty <laughs> nylon suits as well. And there was one girl who was too fat to be part of things, who was kept to one side. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, it was just a chorus. That's what that song was, wasn't it? It had a yeah. good chorus. It had nothing else. And yeah, it was just dull. But yeah. So we watched 1998 again during the lockdown, the Eurovision again broadcasts on YouTube. When we watched them, you were just saying it was the obvious winner, really, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, I remember watching it going, God, this is a shit year. And then when that came on, you're like, oh yeah, of course, this is the obvious winner, and it's obviously the obvious winner. Although, strong mention to Imani, Where Are You, which we also like. Which we have already featured on the podcast. Yes, which was <laughs> Which I'm feeling probably should have won now, really. Yeah, exactly. In all, in all honesty. But we were still at the point of thinking, oh, it's okay, it's a matter if we don't win, because we'd have won the previous year. Yes, we so could do like, it again sometime yeah, exactly. soon. So yeah. it's a matter for a second. But you, dear listeners, will have heard the proper recording. Which is a banger. Which is a banger. So yeah. you won't, you'll be like, what is this Alex going on? You should be grateful. Questions. You should be very, very grateful. <laughs> I think my favourite part of the performance is the PowerPoint wipes. Like nice. the, the effects from yeah. one shot to the next, which Chef kissed for that. They were slick. They were. <laughs> I would say in her defence, she does have more stage presence at the end because she decides she is just wearing not enough and they had to wait for about five minutes for her to put on her new Jean-Paul Gaultier clothes which was this big feathery show I say that just in case you win I know I'm kind of thinking she that. should have worn that for the well, just in case, I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll not bother well when when did she when did she fumble the trophy was that this year or oh what? no that was when she handed it over in 99 and oh. the Israeli people thought she'd been shot oh right they, okay. they <laughs> jumped on top of her after she fell oh my goodness yeah, I think it was That's too heavy for dramatic. her. But that wasn't this day. Who on this was she handing it over to? To um, Charlotte Nielsen, Take Me to Your Heaven. Good. Which we watched in your little cottage in Tresham. Did you? Yes. A bit With you and Matt. Yes. yes. Oh, well, they were. oh, I do remember then. Oh, nice. Yes. It was a nice cottage in Tresham, it wasn't was. it? And we were playing Charlotte Pirelli in your car yesterday as well. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, she doesn't remember. Would you like to know some facts about Donna International? Could you please tell me some facts about Donna International? Real name, Sharon Cohen, but professionally known as Donna International. Eight albums. Wow. wow. But also some compilation albums, because you've got to have best albums, haven't, haven't you? Obviously most famous for winning in Birmingham in 1998, but she also competed again in 2011 with the song Ding Dong. And we're going to hear a little bit of Ding oh, Dong God. now, aren't we, Ryan? Yes, we are. <laughs> So did she come back as Donna International? She did, a full 13 years later. But she it was a point when there were semi-finals. She didn't make it to the final. Oh. Okay, I've never watched the semi-final on anything. Listeners, we are clutching our pearls. (laughs) That's when some of the best stuff happens in the semi-finals. Absolutely. 
Also, of course, she returned to the song contest in Tel Aviv in 2019 when she actually performed some of Diva during the finals opening flag parade mm-hmm. after Netta brought back the contest to Israel. Oh, so, nice. that was a nice moment. Nice. Yes. So that's all of the Donna International facts. Many more were available we didn't choose to include because we're so desperate to move on to your second choice. Yes, and I can well understand why. So, Alex, what is your second choice? <laughs> that's <laughs> a bit threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take you on a, another roller coaster ride through my life. <laughs> and um, learning so much. I know, lucky, lucky people. We're going to go forwards and backwards in time because I have no idea about time. But I'd like to take you to a moment where I visited you in Cambridge and <laughs> I think it could have been during the horrific breakdown of my marriage. It seems quite likely. Um, and we played this song in your kitchen. I forced you to listen to it a lot. You'd already heard it, I think. Um, you Obviously, you'd heard it at Eurovision, but I think you were shocked how insanely in love with it I was. Oh, right, yes. And I played it insanely and was jumping up and down with your cute little son when he was just so wee. He was yes. so Small. tiny. And yeah, I was dancing around. And so, yes, the song that gave me all that joy that I had brought over and told you was just like the most important song to me at that time is Zali Lali by Mandinga for Romania for Romania gosh yes well as we're listening to this I'll find out the year for you but I don't know it off the top of my head good it's not good enough is it no do you know it do you know it do you know it no I'm going to say 2001 no it's better than that (laughs) I'm going to guess it's 2012 13 Good. I'm going to wait until you find out, and I'm very excited to. <laughs> so this is, how do you say it? Zalilali? Zalilali. Singing Mandinga. Or the other no, way around. the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Mandinga singing Zalilali. <laughs> Take it away.
So that was Mandinga with Zalila, which was from 2012. It was from 2012, so I, I, I think at the last moment I went to 2013 it. at the last moment. I kind of went off, but it was right. That, that did very, sense. very well. I think I split from Twatface in 2014, but it had already been something I'd been listening to for a couple of years, which is probably yeah. what, what skewed with your yes. mess. Let's say it was that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think anything from 2012 kind of gets overshadowed by the fact that it's the Euphoria year. Honestly, when you played Euphoria for me the other day, I was like, I've never heard of this. <laughs> so obviously, Sally Lat obviously it just took over my Eclipse. consciousness entirely. It, honestly, looking back though, that's as good now as ever it was. I freaking loved it. They were, they were powerful. Those instruments had purpose. Her dancing and singing was strong. It was, it was a good quality performance. I mean, they're still going strong. Mandinga still do their thing. Well, you say that. Okay, they the, may have stopped. <laughs> the lead vocalist has changed. It was Elena Ionescu, but now they've been replaced by a Spanish singer called Barbara Isassi. Oh, uh, that makes sense because a lot of their songs are in Spanish. Because oh. Christy was like, yeah, they're Romanian, but I don't understand a word they're saying. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, interestingly, fans... Obviously, I didn't know before I listened to Zali Lad that I'd end up with a Romanian chat, but I am now with a Romanian mm-hmm. who has no idea who Mandinga are. <laughs> He's Can he call himself a Romanian? <laughs> I know, he should have tried a lot harder. But yes, no, that wasn't part of the plan. So I want to ask you both. I thought it came 11th from my memory. Mm. What position do you think it came on the night? I think it did really badly because I think people are stupid. Okay, so what position? 17th. I think it came 9th. So it came 12th. Oh. Yes. But that's really, should have done much better than that. The performance. Let's talk about the performance, sweetie. Well, that's my Eurovision. That's my, <laughs> that's my world enough and time voice, isn't it? It's not my Eurovision <laughs> queen. I'm sorry. It's a bit of a weird the worlds collide. My Eurovision Queen's voice is a bit more like this. I don't know, is it? Okay, you best find it quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she looked amazing. She was wearing strappy sandals that I, I'm, co- I'm comfortable with. Yeah. She had like a, a almost a heart-shaped thing on her um, on her chest piece Pisticles. of her um, <laughs> of her dress was like a little heart shape with hearts behind. Pulled out. It was orange, wasn't it? It was. Well done, it was orange. It's like like a knowledge of cars. Yeah. I'm very sure it was was orange. Car. (laughs) Yes. But the performers with her, the white four, five men in white suits and instruments are a bit fantastical. They weren't just ordinary instruments. They were souped up. Mm. There was a horn with multiple horn. horn stickings out. There were they actually even playing them? No. No. No, they were just prancing and around that's with... That's what I liked about Yes. <laughs> enjoy, I'm not having a go about that. It's but it just, theater. Yeah. But I, I did add to darling. it. Theatre darling. But you had made a point, didn't you, while we were watching it? You well, yeah, I just remember it. when we watched Dervish, she was kind of on stage with those performers, but they were doing nothing to help her, and whereas this one was very much interactive, and it was a big party. It was cohesive, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Their energy kind of synced up, and it was nice. Mm, and good pyro work, like you yeah. said. Amazing it pyro did. work. And really good sound live. Yes. Really strong singing. Really, you could hear the what you liked about the song. It was so good. You could listen to that and still be enjoying it just as yeah. much as the, as the studio recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, it does make me emotional. It really is the darkest of times. 2012 is probably the worst time I've possibly had. 
And so to be able to listen to a, a song and have so much joy from it and to take you away from what you're feeling is, yeah, it's a skillful song for that. And I shall be eternally grateful to Mandinga for that. Well, have you got the album Club Demandinga? No, but I have listened to it. Okay. <laughs> so the single, when it was released in Romania, got second in the Romanian chart. Wow. It also charted in which other countries? Any guesses? Spain? No. Hungary? No. Germany? No. Belgium? I'm going to put you out of your misery. Thank you. Netherlands and Sweden. Because oh, they are just a okay. It's the Eurovision thing as opposed to anything else. I think so. Yeah, yeah. The Swedes have got good Eurovision taste. We think good Eurovision taste is there. An oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you just say that out loud on the podcast? <laughs> Sweden is my Eurovision emotional home. No, no, so. I love that, and I just. I guess it's because for years my taste in music has always been slammed because the joy of silly happy music is something that people don't generally appreciate um, and I don't see that a song should ever be sad <laughs> like I'm, I'm really quite basic in my taste all songs should be happy and silly and Eurovision brings that in spades so yeah I do agree do you want to know who the other members of the group are not really well I like it because they've all got sing- almost single names they're all like Lulu and Cher <laughs> we've got Alex yes like that one yes <laughs> I didn't know you were part of Mandinga. This made. I, I know. Well. This has been what's been going on in the background for so many years. Finally, it's all Yeah, finally, out. she's a member of Mandinga. Chupi. Yeah. I always like Chupi. Zach. Oh, they do have a song called Papi Chulo, which is a real quality one. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Zach. Yes. El Nino. Omar. And my favourite member of the band, my favourite named member of the band is. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> El Nino and Tony. Tony. Yeah. And Papachula is listed here. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Same a, year as, as Song Club to Mandinga, the album. My, um, my kids sing um, Papachula a lot. Do they? Um, yeah, it's, I can't remember, there's a line in there that is hilarious that the girls sing along to. It's, yeah, anyway. So we have a Mandinga story. We were out clubbing in Leeds. <laughs> We were. Yeah, we were. We were at a bar called Blades, and this this drag queen loved us because we loved all these Eurovision songs, and basically we just went up and chose anything we wanted from any Eurovision, and they played it because wow. she hated everyone else we, in the we bar. We enabled her to make it a Eurovision night. Nice. Yeah, we did. Nice. It was good. And you were wearing quite a small red top, and she kept calling you the, 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 the guy in the red bra. bra. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And we didn't even have to ask for this one. It just came on. I was like, <gasps> I'm really emotional because you're playing I think, didn't the you song. contact me? I, I think you're you contacted me, yeah. song, Alex. It's yeah. one of my favourites. I'm feeling really yeah. emotional right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was also the night when they played Lindsay Drake has no dream impossible. And I was like, 2001, bitches. And she's like, I don't think it is. I'll have to check <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking believe me. Yeah. That was a nice. good night. That was a good venue. Yeah. You see, you don't get much of that in the in the straight world. <laughs> you don't have these conversations. You know. And I feel like I miss out. What can you do? Yeah. So we're I don't know what we're doing. We're hurtling somewhere. Hurtling, that's the word. Towards we're choice hurtling. number three. Oh. Okay. So like I feel proud of myself that I have done anything from previous to the 2020s so far, because my memory is incredibly bad. I don't know what this year is 
for this one, but I like it a lot. It makes me think of your little John, not that he's that little anymore, but it's just a really happy song that my kids find appealing. And I remember when I first saw that there was a song called Chameleon, I was thinking, well, it's not going to be like as good as like Karma Chameleon or anything. And I just thought it'll just be a bit shit. And it won me over so wholly that I'm very proud of it. So yes, Chameleon from some woman from Malta. Woohoo! Yes, now this one is a is a favourite of John's. Mm. Partly because he is, as he proudly always states, a quarter Maltese. Yes, he is. He is. He always very aggressively supports Malta. But this was a year where everyone liked this song. But I think it had the terrible running order. I think it was the first of the night. I think you might be right, yeah. So people have forgotten it. But I remember the Maltese team saying, we believe in Chameleon. They may even have said it at the end of the performance. They said, we believe in this. And it was very strong sort of support for it, which I like. And I think when a country's really behind their song, and I believe Malta were that night, I have no memory of where it came. Okay. So here is Michaela singing Chameleon for Malta in 2019. I'm golden like the rising sun and I'm red without emotion mm-hmm. And when they try to hold me down Inside the box I find my way out I'm keeping it in motion Kayla with Chameleon. So during that performance, which we just watched again, 
we remembered that we actually saw that contest together. We did. Unlikely, but that was one of the times. Yeah, we were in the Coromandel, weren't we? We were, in Papua Nui. Yes, in 2019. Um, the same year when, well, Duncan won, didn't he? Duncan Lawrence with Arcade. And oh, yeah. the one that we really loved was Katie Malahiki. Yes. With Zero Gravity. But the one that we really loved was Kaino. Of course, yeah. the Kaino one. <laughs> you, that was your favourite that year, wasn't it? Shh, but, wait. So Michaela, surname Parche, qualified in what position from the semi-final? Now, ten songs go through in each semi-final. I think we watched the semi-final, but we struggled to watch the early part of the contest due yes. to TV problems. TV problems. But we definitely saw the semi-final. Yes. So what position do you think she qualified from the semi-final in out of ten? Fifth. Third. Eighth. Whoa! through. Scathing Squeaked. fucking scoring bastards. <laughs> I know. But they, they got through to the final, but and what position did they get well, in the I'm final? Well, I'm not hopeful. I'm not hopeful at all. Um, twelfth. Mm. Sixteenth. Still looking. <laughs> okay. Um, so you said 12th. I did. 16th. Split the difference. 14th. 14th. Is that too difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Not maths, Bridget. Between them, they averaged the correct place. Yes. 14th, which wow. is a bit hard. But can I ask, did you think that was a good performance or not? I thought it was quite a, a cheery, upbeat opening number. She was so confidently cheeky at the start. I loved she that. Was, so was. Very close up on her. Starting the whole thinking thing in front of millions of people. Mm. Jesus. And it was bright and colourful and really animated yeah. and lots of fun graphics. But well, let's let's start to unpack the problems with the <laughs> Alex. Well, I turned to my, corres- my correspondent. <laughs> well, no, like I agree. She had potential, she was strong, confident, I felt like she could own a stage, but she was wearing quite a... I mean, it wasn't wrong, like, my kids would wear that outfit, nothing wrong with it, it just didn't, it wasn't big, it wasn't exciting, it was nothing more than a blank canvas for the chameleon concept. Um, and the chameleon concept... Didn't work. Didn't occur to me until the very end when you explained <laughs> when it. When he pointed out the colour block. <laughs> Lemon, yellow. But she's a lot of the time she is stood in front of a blank screen looking very yellow, which I think anyone stood in front of a blank screen looking very yellow is never going to help them or their performance. What you do if you have a song called Chameleon, sorry, directing the situation, yes, I would have had her disappearing with only her face showing every now and then because of the chameleon aspect. Maybe that's what was supposed to happen. Maybe it's just the white frilly socks. See, I think my issue is just that it's in that little weird corner that they're projected in, and you don't see any of the arena so and so no very end so you're just completely disconnected from it being I'm doing arm movements yeah, to show the lack of size song contest and connected with the crowd yeah there was yeah it was like a studio performance yeah it could have been a music video yeah. but also to be fair to them it was we thought it was the first song out and it was the first song out not a nice place to be but it's tough it doesn't change the setting with their own fucking fault but well done Michaela we enjoyed your performance we, did. we feel bad for no, the stage direction I've, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know if my theory holds up if she was a junior Eurovision. Ooh. Oh, yes, that seems like... I feel she may have been... Well, she won the first ever version of X Factor Malta. So oh, that's how she won the chance to appear in it. Oh, is that what X Factor Malta does? It could be good beyond Eurovision. Imagine that. That's how you do it. That's what X Factor Israel does as well. Wow. There are a few that do it, yeah. <gasps> 
my goodness. The UK is such a joke, isn't it? That you just that would be an embarrassing prize. Do you think? Well, it is. Oh, I suppose. Well, thankfully, it doesn't exist. Yeah, we don't have X Factor anymore. Oh, do you not have it? No, thankfully, it's done. Our New Zealand only had it for a year, and we realised we don't have any famous. Oh, sorry, we don't have any talented people. <laughs> <laughs> we always have that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. The last thing I wanted to say was Michaela's surname is Parche. Could you please tell us more about the surname Parche? Well, it's just because one of my favourite Eurovision performers is called Claudette Parche. And I just wonder. No, probably not. They're all created in Malta. Okay. There's probably about 50 Parches in one street in Malta. Okay. Yes. Nice. Yes. So, an unrelated woman called Parche. Are we sure of the pronunciation? I am. It's good, isn't it? Because you'd, you'd be thinking, I'd it's Michaela Pace. Pace. I would. But it's not, it's Parche, and I happen I know. to know that. You are so good at that. That's my knowledge. Oh my so good. Man of the world. So, well, thank you for your third choice. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod? Or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens, where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. So let's have your fourth choice. Shit. Right. <laughs> so... I don't like to go too far. I don't like oh. to move. I like to sit in my seat and I just stop where I am and just have a look around. And if I just sit where I am, have a look around, I think, oh, another Maltese choice, Jumacas. The classic, classic Jumacas. Have we already had it? No. Oh. Choosing well so far because oh, we, we haven't told you that we're not perhaps permitting some to know. Have been in the contest oh, no. already. Oh, no. no. Stunningly, we have not yet had Destiny singing Jumacas. Fucking love it. For Malta in twenty twenty one. Nice. So essentially the year after, because twenty twenty didn't happen. Like well Destiny was that's... supposed to be in twenty twenty. Oh I should the brilliant song. Within another brilliant song. Oh yeah. I would yes. like to hear that. Yes. Because uh, the girls love Jumacast. They will all sing it. They all that's the other good thing about anything that's been in the recent years. My girls will then indoctrinate all of the kids at school. Really? Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. All of the kids at school are like singing Jumacast because of the because of my girls teaching them. Yeah. No, it's a skill. Babe, are you hurting? Are you alright? You look like an angel. Keep talking, massaging my ego With your honor Yeah.
Mensch. So that was Destiny singing Jimacas for Malta in 2021. So we've just watched the performance back. What did we think? Did it hold up to your <laughs> memories? I know it's only two years ago. I know. Well, it just it shows. Like obviously, we've seen three previous now, and she was a winner. That was like a winning performance. Like the other ones, I love. I will never take anything away from them because they've given me so much pleasure but that was stunning she's Mm. so confident so strong she knows she put in a winning performance ever like i can take the piss out of like chameleon's yellow color blocking but her yellow color blocking in the background just works the dance is just so iconic it's just it's it's an an absolute joy to watch it's a proper production it's like one of those times when everything just comes together it's Mm. the perfect storm everything's right but particularly her charisma, her energy, her singing skills. Like, we're always like, every time someone's live singing, we're like, oh, they did quite well for love. <laughs> but for her, you're like, fuck, she's just... Blew it out of the park. Yeah, it's amazing. And it was just full of joy, wasn't it? Yeah. But also at the end of the performance, she's like, yes, yes. She, she knows. She, she really it owned it. She was, yeah, she was worth a win there. But then it also just makes me furious because I know as soon as it was announced it was going to be seventh, I was like, well, it's not going to win and I'm really angry. Really? Seventh to sing, yeah. So who won? Because obviously I never remember that shit. Who won? Oh, it was... Uh, Italy, wasn't it? Oh, with uh, Maniskin. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it. We should talk about Destiny's previous entry in 2020, which is All of My Love, which we just... You hadn't heard of, had I'd you? never seen it, and no. it was, was good, but nowhere near All as engaging as Shimmer Cats. <laughs> yeah, but it's... It, this song suited her voice more and her age more, I think. It was it was just an absolute joyful song. Yeah. It was full of happiness. And that's what all songs should be. Not just Eurovision songs, mm. all songs. But again, it was that weird returning artists from the year that never happened that we were already behind because you, especially you and I already liked her from yeah. the previous year. She was top five for 2020 for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we were already rooting for her. So let's talk about what happened between the semi-finals and the final. Well, no, before the semi-finals, the dress rehearsal. Well, you don't know this, do I you? I don't know any of this. They this changed the colour of her dress. Wow. Big deal. Big mistake. Why? Huge <laughs> <laughs> She had a pink dress on and they changed it for some reason to the silver dress. But there were five silver dresses that night. And it was just the night of the silver dress. Okay. But was that because all of her backing singers were wearing pink and so they wanted her to wear something different? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think you even said, like, this this pink was a mistake. It it was the pink boots that were the mistake. (laughs) She was wearing silver boots. I know, but she was wearing pink boots for the dress. Oh, too much. And the pink boots really didn't look any good. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the boots, but they just didn't work. And everyone was like, Twitter was alive with the pink boots need to go. And they Wow, so I need to see so the pink boots. Well, I don't know whether you can, sweetie. Okay, I'll, I'll just do that for the this next is 20 like, minutes. This is proper hardcore, like, Eurovision fandom watching the dress rehearsals and tearing them apart. So was it in the semi-final or just... No, it was in oh, the dress rehearsal. Just in the dress it? rehearsal. So Alex has just seen a photo of the pink boots... And it is upsetting, but I'm, I don't almost want to say why it's upsetting. It just, it makes her legs look 
awful. But the thing I love about Destiny is how body positive she is. And so she shouldn't have to have the right colour boots in order for us to rejoice. We should be able to rejoice in her without any coloured boots she chooses to wear. And I remember the girls being really excited about her being just so proud of who she was and the size she was. So I'm annoyed that that is such a factor. But yeah, she does look infinitely better with the silver boots. And that makes us all evil people, I think, perhaps. I think it does, doesn't it? We have to have these elements that are... It's weird, isn't it? And I feel like... Well, I feel there's two songs that we have taken away from 2021 that Mm. we have danced to in clubs. One being Jimacass. Yeah. And the other one being obviously Matahari. Mm. Yeah. So Zimakas has kind of is our winner really, isn't yeah, it? I yeah. think from that. She year. was in she was almost in my top seven with Matahari, but just fell out oh. because Zimakas is Gosh. more important. Mm. Now, quick fact for you. Could you? Yeah, not only did she win um Junior Eurovision, I think. She won that with hundred and eighty five points, breaking the previous record set by Maria Isabel in 2004. But she was one of the backing dancers and singers on Karma Chameleon, the Michaela song. Oh, wow. She was there for that. Oh, my goodness. Backing singer, yes. And, of course, as we said, 2020, All of My Love. I hope she comes back. I think so. I love her. Too good. So very good. But I want more for her than Eurovision, to be honest. I feel she's bigger and better than Eurovision. Absolutely. So her real name, her full name is... Destiny Chukunera. Oh, she is actually called Destiny. Yes. Are and you sure on the Chukunera? Because I feel Pache, we've got expectations now. I'm going to say that. <laughs> it's a Nigerian name, so I know more oh. Maltese. So oh, okay, so you don't sure. have the Nigerian background. That's fine. That's fine. She has a sister called Melody and a brother called Isaiah. Thank you. Facts. Yeah. And also, more importantly, she lives in Burkakara, which is a suburb of Malta I know well. Oh, do you? Yes. Can, uh, let me see where it was. Can't understand until I see Burkakara. Mm-hmm. Oh, where is yeah. that? North or south? It's the second most populous place on oh, the island. is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it north or south? I think it's more sort of middle. Yeah, central. Oh, okay. Central, sweetie. Not far from the airport. I know Maliha well. Oh, Maliha's more sort of northeast. Yes, I know Maliha that, Bay. sweetie. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Ryan. I feel like we can't take it over. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Destiny from you? Well, I feel like we just need to give a special shout out to our, our dear drag friend, Amy Laquifa, who does an absolutely banging version of this she does. at The Missing in Birmingham. She does. On a Friday night. And we just showed Alex a video we, we recorded of her singing. Uh, well, Shankar. and us singing it also. It was, it was <laughs> made, quality. It made me really like homesick for that. <laughs> Those evenings. Again, mm. it made me feel like I miss out as a heterosexual person who doesn't get to get that pleasure most of it. Actually, a heterosexual person who lives in New Zealand who will never get to experience the joy of all of the fucking brilliant drag shows that you get yeah. to go to. Mm. We are lucky. So, that was Destiny for Malta. Just, well, 2021. We hope she comes back. So, crashing on, as Claudia Winkleman would say, to your fifth choice. Yes, sorry, I'm looking at Burkakara. Very very close to Slima, I know. Very nice. Good. Again, don't like to move far. Let's just stay where we are. Let's sit a while. No, we're not staying in Malta. We're staying in 2021. (laughs) No movement for me. And a song I like to call Icelandic Jumpers. (laughs) 
really? Yes, it's actually called Ten Years. It's by some people with some silly names. I enjoy their keyboards. I enjoy how joyful they make Eurovision. They are absolutely happy to be in Eurovision doing their keyboard thing. So this is Daffy Frere and friends. Don't know the Icelandic singing ten years for Iceland in 2021. We've been together. For a decade now Still every day I'm loving you more If I could do it All again I'd probably do it all the same as before I don't wanna know what have happened if I never had had your love I didn't become myself before I met you I don't wanna know what have happened if I never had felt your love Everything about you So fast, now we can take it slower. Love takes some time, takes a little time, so take a little time. As it ages like wine. How does it keep getting better? And just when I thought that my heart was full I found places that I never explored You're so fascinating I can't remember the last time I was born I don't wanna know what have happened if I never had had your love I didn't become myself before I met you I don't wanna know what have happened if I never had felt your love Everything about you Daffy Frere and his band, who I can't pronounce, Gagnia Magnia, I don't know how to say it. They're very good. Brilliant. Representing Iceland for the second year running because of the 2020 contest that didn't happen when they sang Think About Things, which was huge. And actually that was more of a monster hit than 10 years, wasn't it? Oh, completely. I mean, they did that on Strictly. Yeah, they played it on Strictly. Someone danced to that on Strictly. But I've never heard of it, therefore it doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just talk about that performance, which was 
the semi-final performance because one of them got sick on the night from COVID. So they had to play the semi-final into the final, which you didn't know. I Seem- didn't know any seam- of this. Seamless in Imagine post. how good it is to be this clueless about what's going on. It's <laughs> such a relief. But it was stunning. Like, it was a really confident performance. It was choreographed, but in such a silly, self-reverential way. They were being so over-the-top yeah. proud of their almost anti-Eurovision approach. It was it was beautiful. All of their jumpers with their, their own avatars. avatars. Yeah, it's they're so kind of cool. Like, I just need to say, they're kind of like Stardew Valley shirts. For people who play Stardew Valley, it's kind of like, that's how people are represented like that. Okay, good. Yeah. And the keyboards, they come together. They have a wind machine. Like, they actually, they're, they're taking the piss out of themselves so brilliantly. Yeah. It's just, it's so skillful. And they just, they all exude confidence. You so like this little bum wiggle as well. Yes, we all like the bum wiggle. We all like the bum wiggle, yes. but you did point that out. He is strangely attractive. Mm. despite being sort of lanky and not like... yeah 100% it is the, the skill of being confident makes anyone attractive yeah yeah he was gorgeous gorgeous gorgeous, he was gorgeous. we loved him yeah so obviously they got through to the semi-final but what place did they come in the final oh um, in the final they came fourth correct fourth Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say that, but you just like to pit me to the post there, like I was just tipping my tongue. Roast. Um, Yeah, fourth. That's good. I'm impressed they did, because I didn't think they did that well, but... They came back strong with a song that was almost as good as Think About Things. Because Think About Things was a monster of a song, wasn't it? It was. It was huge, even though Alex has never heard it. But 10 years is brilliant. Like, isn't that good that I can have not heard the precursor and still feel so much joy from 10 years Enough for that to be in my top seven. Really. Mm. They did a good job. Good. So, we love a bit of Iceland. I think they're one of those countries that should win at some point, honestly. Yes. Iceland never do the same thing twice. And that's what I really like about them. Apart from that weird S&M green But fest. a lot of people like that. They really do and I don't. What's that? There's a very hard rock, leathery S&M, S&M group that played years ago that went really... Loads of people just absolutely. It's twenty nineteen. Wow. Anti-establishment sort of like I think they were they wore stuff to say anti the war. Oh, it looked like a joke. It did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember. Yes. And it, yeah. And then the year after they brought this. Yeah. So it's like you know so never the same thing twice. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Iceland. So we're at our penultimate choice now. Are we? Yeah. What is your penultimate choice? Well, um, again, I'm gonna sit on my seat. And barely move. <laughs> I'm just going to just take a little shifty to the left and go, actually, let's go for the year before. Oh. I think it's the year before. Cool. Iceland. It's <laughs> 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 the year before. 2020 okay, Iceland the, is... The performance before. The performance before. Oh, so you mean 2019? Yes! <laughs> for fucking hell's sake. I don't think guests should swear on the phone. I think that's a prerequisite, actually. Um, so, yeah, I think we should have some Spirit in the Sky by Kyle. <gasps> oh, my God! Oh, is my that the worst God. way that your favourite song could have been introed? No, I feel like we should have saved this for the end. Of yeah! The <laughs> way better for the end. Like, way better. Ooh, I don't think you do. Way better. <laughs> I really don't think you do, but okay. So, this is... Kaino, or Kano, more properly, but we always say Kaino. Kaino. Singing Spirit in the Sky for Norway in 2019. Don't even need to look that up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can't you stay? Stay with me into the night. Stay, I need you close. You can go back when the sun rises again. Just stay tonight. Just stay. Have you seen my spirit lost in the night? The violent night shade they took away my light. They call us nothing. My name is nothing. Come see me. We just watched that performance. Yeah. Ryan, we're coming to you first. <laughs> He's got tears in his eyes. Shut up! I love that so much because I've watched it so many times. <laughs> Why do you love it so much? It just makes me really happy because <laughs> I love Kino so much. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I just do. It, I, it's the bonkersness of like it's so quintessentially Eurovision, but I because I know about them so much. Like they formed for that, and then they've continued as a band, and oh, they're nice. like. Are so they're quite prolific now, and mm-hmm. like they love the Eurovisionness of it all, and obviously coming back with Monument, which we've had on the pod before, and it's like I'm sorry, but it's better than Spirit in the Sky. And oh I, wow! Okay. I love Spirit in the Sky so much. Old claim. <laughs> I stand by it. Anyway, enough about you. <laughs> I mean, cheers. this isn't my choice. <laughs> Alex, it was your choice. Yes. Tell us why. Well, um, yeah, like I, 
I've obviously heard it a lot since because I have it on my playlist for a lot of my different playlists. Correct. But um, it's actually watching it back, it's wonderfully powerful. It's almost like they leave you wanting more. That When you hear them, you're like, I feel like I could watch them do a lot of things. They're all so different. They all have their own presence. The female singer, she's full of happiness. Like, she is smiling every time she's Do you she's know what singing. she's called? What? Alexandra. She's great. Um, <laughs> but no, but she's really, like, she's happy the whole time. But the, the two male singers, so very different. Like, each of them have their own presence on the stage. And you, like, you want to give each of them their own time. And that song, for me, gives them that opportunity to mm. both, to all shine. Because they all have their own moment, don't they? Yeah. But it's just, it's really powerful. It's really, it's such a different song. That's the other thing. It's like, you don't get, um, I don't know, there's a lot of the kind of shit that you listen to, love you. Um, a lot of your female vocalist kind of focused stuff, and I can like a lot of it, doesn't make you feel as kind of joyful as that. But those songs that have there's the depth, obviously with his weird, don't know what the hell it's called, singing, in the background, it's almost like a drum beat that kind of really rouses you. And then you've got her with a beautiful happiness, and then the other dude with a kind of almost boyish joy when he's singing. Like the whole thing comes together really happily. And I just, I felt like all of their strengths were pulled together and they brought quite a spectacle. Like the whole thing together was just, you felt like your senses were being assaulted. There was something to see yeah. from every corner. And it was, yeah, it was brilliant. So yeah, no, I. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I would see more Kaino. 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 You say it how your heart wants to say it. That's why you think it's I am going to, sh- to play another clip just so we can watch it. So, because it's my favourite clip ever in Eurovision and it's not when anyone's actually singing. Is it when they... <laughs> it's when they oh. get the results. And can I just say, I just now realise that it's not Icelandic. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's Norwegian. Did you not know, sweetie? People are stupid. Norwegian. I don't believe that you could confuse Iceland and Norway. It's embarrassing for you. (laughs) This hurts me though because they didn't tell them that they won the televote. Oh. They just shot up, but yeah. So they only got forty-seven points from the juries. Oh my god. What's that about? Exactly. So had they been properly voted for, then they would have been. Oh. Wow. So we just watched the live reaction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we just like watched the live reaction to Alex sipping with a straw. <laughs> She's sipping with a straw. <laughs> um, we just watched the live reaction of the gorgeous, gorgeous Kano, Kano, seeing that they got 298 points from the televote. Mm. Winning the televote. Winning being, the televote. Not being told that they won the televote. They actually won the televote then, yeah, and they still the didn't win. But it's just awful to see how low they were before the televote. 47 points just, from the shitting jury. It's so skewed. It's like, what, what would be, what would be in their hearts that they didn't see anything in? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah, no, wrong. But lovely to see them get all of those points and be happy about it. But I'm just imagining them up until that point feeling their hearts be crushed. Well, I think they knew they had the crowd because the crowd were absolutely behind the performance every second of the way. How could the jury watch that and go, yeah, no, bit shit. Weird. Mm. Devastating, let's be honest. 
Well, the best part of it is that they've stayed as a group. Yes. And they have released lots and lots of music, and I think they're releasing something next week. Nice. I love that it's all become, it's all come about from Eurovision. I had no idea. Mm. Yeah, well, they've kind of all, apart from Fred, the bold guy, the other two had performed independently Mm. to represent Norway. Oh, had they? And had never got through to the final stages. So this was like so they formed a super group. Yes, they did. And then taken over the world. Nice. More importantly, Tom is my Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Which one's Tom? Tom's the blonde one. <laughs> the one with hair. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. No, okay, I can understand. He's lovely. <laughs> and okay. the song is about him and his partner, isn't it? It's about. Yes, it is. He wrote it with his partner, I believe. Yes. So it's about Male like partner. gay marriage mm. and all that good stuff. Yes. Nice. Exactly. So queer representation. We like. Brilliant. I don't want it to end, but this is your final choice. Yeah. Song number seven. It's got to be a good one to So be. I've moved. I've, I've shifted my ass. I've stopped sitting down on the same old fucking steps, looking at the same years and the <laughs> same shit. <laughs> wow. And I know. Um, and I'm taking us back to something that is close to my heart, which is a lot of banging on drums. Banging on drums is my happy place, my favourite film. Thomas Crown, I've had lots of clapping, banging on drums, it's, it's a thing. And any song that just has unnecessary banging on drums is always going to be a happy one for me. I'm nervous. So I, I, it's, it just doesn't narrow it down, really, it's, does it? It's Wild Dances. Whoa. Oh, good choice. And again, not had it on the podcast. So, you managed to choose all the songs I love that I haven't been on the podcast oh, yet. Oh, that's sweetie. So I'm bookending it. I'm starting with a winner, ending with a winner. Nice. So much in between. So much did. joy. Yeah. Yeah, there with, we go. With lots of other what should have been winners. In exactly the that. Exactly what. So the final song in this episode, this bonus special episode of the podcast with my favourite, favourite person in the world, Alex Harper, is... Wow. Can't believe you said that when I'm sat right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, different, sweetie. Is Wild Dancers performed by Ruslana in 2004 for Ukraine. Nice.
So that was Ruslana with Wild Dances. Well, all I can say is I thought they were drums. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined, or no, I remembered people banging drums. They were all banging drums. I think there was drum beating in the background. No, there? but every one of the dancers had their own drum in my mind's eye. Oh. It didn't happen in reality, but it happened in my head. And they were banging drums throughout. There was a drumming... Uh, Drumming accompaniment to it all. But anyway, yes. it was good, even without the drums, that could have really improved it. <laughs> it was amazing. When I remember seeing this in the semi-final, I was like, well, this is the winner. I, I don't know how many songs I'd seen at this point, whether it was the first or second semi-final, but I was like, well, this is obviously the winner of everything, mm. of all Eurovision ever, by but that would, point. Wouldn't you say, though, that having watched that and Spirit in the Sky and Jumacass... They were all at exactly winners. the same play. Yeah. They were all there totally. winning. Mm. They have that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. They, they <laughs> had a power behind them all. Yeah. That made you think, yeah, that's the winner. Mm. I hate to bring it into it, but this is the point at which I was like, I think Terry Wogan should stop presenting Eurovision. Because uh, he was so down on this. And he's like, well, that's ridiculous. When she won, we were so joyful. All of us were so joyful. Um, we had the Eurovision party that night. And we were yeah. so happy. And he was just shitting all over it. So, well, I didn't think it's the Eurovision dance contest. Um, <laughs> missing the point that it was a really good song, it brilliantly was performed. Really strong. Like yeah. she was really like yeah. an incredibly strong. Because she belts that out, doesn't yeah. she? And I think it might have been this last Eurovision. Yeah. I think it no, I think maybe no, maybe two thousand and five or two thousand and six, but he was so sour on it by this point. Yeah. And I think he got all so upset about the the block voting and the things. But what he never seemed to understand was even if there was neighbourly voting, every year there was always one standout or two or three standouts. Yeah, that regardless kind of, of bypassed country. that, mm. yeah. Because he always said, and what he used to get really angry about, was that only East European countries could win now. Because it had more neighbours. Yeah. yeah. But if you look at the last 15 years, most winners are actually West Europe. Yeah. So it's bollocks. Yeah, it's well, true. And also, like, Ireland would vote. UK or UK would vote oh, you know really there was always <laughs> Ireland's not keen <laughs> we kind of fucked them up a bit <laughs> yeah, we shit. Well, the other way around anything to add Ryan no it's a good one I like it but it's not one that we dance to in clubs ever is it it should come I feel on. like that's my barometer of I feel like you need good. to ask for it yeah. maybe you need to bring I think you have the power to bring it back yeah, we're too busy asking for all the other ones first, though. But maybe try. Just mm-hmm. Maybe change, we'll try it when we take up. you out. Yes. Are you thinking that in New Zealand, you're going to be able to ask for any Eurovision song and have anything other than a blank face look back at you? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's upsetting. You can't move to New Zealand, sweetie. No. Mm. Um, so, I actually bought the album. Of Rosalana. Yes. Wow. And it was actually really good. Wow. Was it a lot of drums? Please tell me there was drums. Always drums. Lots of drums. Lots of wolf stuff. Nice. Wolf stuff. (laughs) um, Could you understand them? Yeah, I think they're all in English. Okay. So I was disappointed by Rosalana choosing Sarkis Rufus. Yes. (laughs) Even if it's just for the bedroom. Dirty. (laughs) Dirty. Dirty and wrong. Who sang Shake It. 
in 2004. With his deep V t-shirt. Top five. Unnecessary, wrong, dirty. Wrong. But what is more important to say about Ruslana is she was actually became a prominent politician in Ukraine. Did she? Yes. Good for her. Do we know if she's doing all right? Um, she <laughs> she served as um, a deputy in the Ukrainian parliament for the Our Ukraine party. Mm-hmm. And she was also the UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. Did lots of good things. And she's been nominated to receive the title Hero of Ukraine. Wow. Um, I know. When? I don't know. Okay, how is she doing now? Well, like, that's what everyone wants to know about anyone in Ukraine at the moment. Is she alive? Andy here. Just to say, we never resolved within the episode what Roslana was up to now. But she's very actively supporting the defence of Ukraine, most notably on Instagram. She's doing a lot of fundraising and she's doing a lot of work to ensure that the fight against Russia, which she's describing quite rightly as a terrorist state, is ongoing. And um, she's fighting for freedom and for love, which are messages I'm sure we can all get behind. So that was your last choice. That was Ruslana singing Wild Dancers. Amazing. What's quality? Less drums than I'd hoped for, but still good. Well, you just revealed a little nugget to me that if you had the option, if you hadn't already played it in a previous episode, and yes. because you're a fan of the podcast, not just a <laughs> listener, a fan, a fan sweetie, that you, you, you knew that we'd already played a song that you would have chosen. Yes, what was that show song? me your love, Tina Carroll, on most of my playlists. It's just a classic. It's Isn't it? a beautiful song. Yeah. And she's just, oh, fierce and strong and brilliant. And I'm unaware of the boots. Are you? Even without the boots, I love that song. Gosh. Bootless, let's call it. Bootless. Bootless, Bootless I love Tina, Tina Carroll. <laughs> but also, let's not forget, lest we forget, <laughs> Vicky. Love is. Love is. Are you a fan of Love is? Love is has honestly had such a despicable rap from this show. I feel like Vicky <laughs> needs I, I to... I feel like you need to watch it together. Call... And complain. No, I feel like you need to watch it again. You showed me it, actually. I I agree. (laughs) The the blue eyeshadow, the blue shells, the blue shoes, the blue tights. It was was a lot. They were a struggle. Mm. And then the little sidestep. Honestly, based on performance on the show, it wasn't the best she could have done. But if you had lived (laughs) in the northeast of England and had access to perhaps... Maybe three singles a year. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fucking quality track. (laughs) If it's between that, the Thompson Twins, Lay Your Hands On Me, and the Frog Chorus by Paul McCartney, then really, it was in the top three. (laughs) I did have the Frog Chorus on Pictured Vinyl. Did you? Good. That was one of the first I'd ever bought. Mm. I feel we're, yeah, akin. Um, But yeah, so I, I feel like she's had a bad rap. We need to just... Take her clothes off, metaphorically. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, remove, remove the blue from Vicky and just listen and to the message. Put her in the maroon dress you yes, wore the on the single. Yes, the maroon evening dress yes. with the sheer black big stockings, and sweetie. And the big bow. Big bow, big bow. Always. Yeah. Black yeah. I'm, I'm glad we've finished off by talking about Vicky. Yeah, she's and important. redressing the balance. Yes, redressing the blue. UK 1985. But before, before you go, before you're allowed to leave... <laughs> I do need a pee. I want to know what of the seven songs is your favourite. If only one of them could be locked into the Eurovision Vault of Glory. This is like this is a big comment. Like I can't just 
not take this seriously. I need to look and review. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. No, it's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have to think now. I've seen them all. Zalila or Zalila, as it's actually supposed to be called. Because it was there for me in the darkest in the of hours. Time. I honestly, I would cry my eyes out with the shit that he used to say to me and then I would just put this on and I would dance wildly around the room with the girls and just forget everything. So for, for the role that that song has played, it's just yeah. like the biggest important song for it's me. amazing. Yes, very. Well, hopefully we can get them to like the, the reel <laughs> and, and interact with us, the people from Mandinga. Well, that would be my life's goals achieved at that point. Yes, Elena Ionescu, if you're out there, loved it. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being our guest on the pod, our first ever guest. Yes, in our bonus first episodes. of many. Yes, I feel probably the rest will be drag queens. <laughs> Good luck. All your other podcast partners. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be yeah. your other podcast. Your partner. podcast whore. <laughs> but we're all in drag, all born naked, and the rest is drag. Exactly that. So that's been a wonderful, wonderful, eclectic, gorgeous selection of songs. I don't know quite how you managed to select songs that we hadn't chosen already. Mm, that was amazing. Yeah. I just didn't restrict myself with the same things you restrict yourselves with. <laughs> Mine oh. was restriction free. So critique on the I like the structure, and I, but I couldn't have lived with it. I, I would not have been able to come up with any options within that. But yeah, it works. I'm pleased that you do that because it means that you come up with stuff that is weird and wonderful. Exactly. Yeah, no, I like it. But, um, but yeah, I just not that, not that aware, let's say that. <laughs> well, I'd like to say thank you once again to Alex Harper for being our first guest on Eurovision Queens. Thank you. Thank you, and I'd say, please listen to World Enough and Time. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Oh, at World Enough Pod on Twitter. That's all there is. That's it. But also, no, Spotify, World Enough and Time. What? Oh, you can what, listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, that's the best thing to do to a podcast. You should generally listen to it. On Spotify? On Spotify. Is that your way you listen to it from? Yeah. Oh, gosh. We Who do. doesn't? No one um, does. You have an iPhone. You have an iPhone. <laughs> you make it sound like you've got some sort of alien. <laughs> yes, definitely Spotify. So there's only one thing left to do, and that is to encourage you to interact with us on our socials, which are as follows. Oh, don't make me do it. Um, do it. Euro Queens Pod on Twitter. Yes. And Eurovision Queens on Insta. And EurovisionQueens at gmail.com. On email. Nice. Do you get emails? No. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'll email you. <laughs> Just say hello. Then it's true. <laughs> if you would like to suggest some songs that we could include in our regular categories, please do so. And just like and retweet us when we say stuff because there's not enough interaction on the old Twitter for anyone. There's lots of good Eurovision podcasts out there and they need more love and support and retweeting. Because people do a lot of this stuff for nothing. Just for the love. Because we've not got our HelloFresh deals yet. The HelloFresh deal is in the pipeline. Okay. It's coming. It's on the way. <laughs> Until we meet again, thank you so much for listening. And goodbye. We're going to play out, as usual, with Telex. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.